All right, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, this is being recorded and I'll send out this file uh, to everybody uh, as, we, uh, as we finish things up. I'll shoot it out about an hour after this, but uh, first of all, uh, you know, really appreciate uh, our manager, Wyatt Teregas, for doing this, allowing us to do this. Um, thanks, Skip, and uh, in these unusual times, important for our, our, our media to, to, to see you guys and know you guys are doing well. So I'm going to open up the floor to you first and just talk about uh, your last few days getting into town and then uh, just your expectations as opening day is, is obviously tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a new year. Uh, it's, it's a lot of new rules and protocols, and I think there's a lot more to pay attention to from a staff perspective. And uh, also from a player perspective, you've got to be very aware of um, – what you're doing at all times to make sure that you're staying within uh, the guidelines and rules set out by MLB. Um, so that, you know, that there's a, there's another level of attention to detail. I think, um, I think it was good to get out on the field and get away from Florida coming away from spring training. Uh, we've got a nice field here. Uh, we were able to get out on it the first day and hit and do a kind of a, uh, you know, a run through of some of our, our workout. And you can see the guys, uh, get a little bit of life compared to spring training as spring training started getting a little bit boring for them, I think towards the end. So a little change of scenery was good for them. Um, I think we've got a really good group of guys here that get along really well. They like to work. Um, I think they're really excited to get a season started after missing last year altogether. Um, so yeah, we're just excited. I think we're ready to get going tomorrow. Um, it's time to play ball again. All right. Questions. Yeah, Wyatt, um, we kind of talked about this a uh, couple of weeks ago. But by the way, uh, just yeah. say uh, who you are and uh, what uh, you're with, by the Trey way. Mondry, <laughs> Trey Mondry with WLBT. Uh, I guess just obviously there are still like the protocols and all that going on. So there's still very much the realization that COVID's still a thing. But just to, you know, like you said, get back out on the field with these guys, the roster coming out today, does it feel like how how rewarding of a feeling is it just the fact that you guys are going to be playing a baseball game tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. Uh, just to, you know, you, we were in spring training and we were just kind of waiting for somebody to say something like, Hey, we're not going to go, you know, it just seemed like until we got here, it, something bad was going to happen. And and now that we're here, we're, we're less than, you know, we're, we're about 24 hours away from, from our first game. It's like, Hey, we're going to do this thing. We're ready to go. So um, I think, I just think everybody's excited. You know, I think, uh, after last year, I mean, it was horrible for some people and the things that they had to go through to figure out different jobs and, and things like that. And to put your, your, a year of your career on hold when you're, when one year is such a big amount of time at this level. Um, you know, I just think, I just think we're excited. Yeah, it's different. It's different, but, you know, I think we're willing to do whatever we got to do at this point in terms of following the rules and making sure that we're safe, uh, because we know how precious it is, uh, because we lost it for a year. So we're willing to do whatever we got to do. We, we're hungry to play and we just want to get back out there and have some fun and work hard and continue to pursue our dreams as uh, players and coaches and as an organization. What's it been like kind of like this crash course getting to know the roster? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit bigger roster, but I'll say one thing that's that's been really helpful is, is our players are very outgoing. Um, they, they were all very uh, good about introducing themselves and, and kind of being themselves, I think. And it's been very easy for me to almost be accepted by them um, into the group. You know, um, we, we just we have a we have a really lively group. They like to talk. They're very they're very uh, they communicate well and, and often and they keep it light and they introduce themselves. And it was just like I was a part of the group. So, yeah, a little bit of a crash course and just getting to know them. Um, we had enough time in spring to watch them play. So like, I've got a feel for how these guys play, what their skill sets are, where they need to work, what they're really good at. So, uh, with spring training being a little bit shorter and just getting to know these guys, I still feel like we got enough time to kind of get to know each other and still get a, 
an idea of where each player is after a year off and, and kind of the direction that we need to go with each guy to, to help them continue to move through the system and get closer to their dreams at the big league level. Coach Wyatt, how you doing? Joe Cook from WAPT. Um, we were mentioning the protocols and how you guys are just anxious and, you know, waiting for a possible no. Um, but we've seen in competition during the spring and other sports that sometimes, you know, things happen outside of your control and you may miss, you know, a game or two. Um, as a first-year manager, how important is are all these games, like you said, to get familiar with the team and also just being prepared to say, hey, if there isn't a series that, you know, we can still, I don't say get work in, but you can still keep the team prepared even if there's an unexpected layoff. Yeah, I think I think the one thing that we have going on is everybody's under the same rules. So it's not like anybody has an advantage over anybody else. I think I think one of the there there are limitations with how many hours you can be at the field. Um, there's limitations on the road, um, and there's things like that that like you just have to hurdle. And and I think I think the teams that are most successful are going to be the ones that figure out how to manage uh, the rules and the and the guidelines uh, the best. Um, how can you get how can you get all your work in? you know, with a restricted uh, time limit. So, you know, it, th yeah, there, there's, there's some things that are, that are different. I just think it's, it's about adapting and continuing to find ways to get the guys as good as they can get uh, in the amount of time that you're allotted. So I hope that kind of answers your question with that. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just making sure that you're adapting to, to the schedule every day along with the new rules. And I'll let, I guess my, my last one for you, uh, first, first week, first home stand. Everyone's excited. What are you looking for as a coach? I mean, and of course, you want to win every game, but what would be a great first home stand for the Braves as you enter your first year here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, it's going to be fun to see some fans. Hopefully, um, I just think it's going to be great to watch the guys go out and play. I think, I think the guys for the first time in a long time are, are excited to play the game. They're not, and from, from a a fun perspective. I think they forgot how fun this can be. Um, and, and just the competitive nature. Like, I think, I think if you look around these professional locker rooms in baseball, there's, there's just competitive guys all over the place. And, and that competitiveness, like there wasn't any of it last year. And I just think everybody's ready to go out and compete against each other again. And, and like, yeah, we want to win every game, but, but there's something about just going out and competing. Um, us versus you, let's do it. Let's go. And, uh, I think I'm looking forward to that the most, just seeing guys go at it with each other, you know, watching a pitcher go after a hitter and a hitter go after a pitcher. Um, I'm looking forward to one run games in the ninth inning um, where everybody gets a little nervous and uh, all the plays mean a little bit more. Um, the decision making that that goes along with late inning, late inning ball games. Uh, I, th I think all of that stuff is uh, I'm excited for all of it just because it's it's the best feeling in the world, you know, and, and we missed out on it for a year. So it's time to get back to it. I think that's, that's what we're looking forward to most this week. You talked about the, uh, just having fun. Well, how much fun is it to be able to kind of mold a guy like Shay, who's coming in as, you know, one of the top prospects and not just the Braves organization, but all of MLB. Yeah. I mean, Shay, I got to watch him some, some of his video. I got to see him in spring and, and he's a young guy, man. Uh, already in double A, but uh, after spending a month with him in spring training, um, he's right where he's supposed to be. Um, he's got a little bit of learning to do, but man, he's got some skills. Uh, I don't see any reason why with a little bit of experience that this guy couldn't put himself in a position where he could possibly be knocking on a, on the big league door. Um, and I think, I think one of the things for him is he's, yeah, he's young experience wise, but he's got all the tools and he's a very smart kid. I think it's just a, I feel honored that, that the Braves have kind of put me in a position to help him. Um, I think, I think I, I take, you know, a lot of gratitude with that and, and humility. I'm, I'm humble with it, but uh, it's an honor. I would say I'm proud to, to be in that position. Um, I'm looking forward to working with him because he, he's got a chance to be a really good player for a really long time. And uh, this is one of those guys where, um, we could be looking at him 10 years down the road going, I know that guy, I worked with him and man, what a hard worker, what a good kid. And, and uh, but yeah, I'm excited for him. He's got, he's got tons of tools, tons of skills, really smart kid. He can really throw. Um, he's got some pop in the bat. Um, and he's a good teammate. Guys, good, guys gravitate to him. He's a leader. So he's got pretty much everything you want. Just a matter of kind of molding him a little bit here and there, teaching him how, how things work at the upper levels a little bit. And I got a feeling he'll take care of the rest on his own. Has Atlanta kind of told you 
what specifically they want to see from him this year? Yeah, I mean, I think I think with him, like they feel pretty good about his skill sets. Um, you know, we'll continue to work those and maintain those and get them a little bit better here and there. But I think a lot of it is just understanding uh, how to really navigate lineups, how to how to how to prepare for opposing uh, players, whether it be analytically or uh, understanding what your pitcher does. Um, and I, I think just one of the big things for him is just the overall mental preparation of, of strategy and game plan, and how to how to prepare for it, go out and execute it, execute it, and also uh, make adjustments on the fly when maybe some of the data isn't working or maybe a pitcher doesn't have his best pitch that night, um, and just really figuring out how to how to kind of navigate a game based off of what all the information that he's taking in. So that, that's for him. It's it's just experience and and the mental side of the game. The physical side of the game is pretty good. Are there any other guys uh, that are on the roster that you're excited to see kind of grow this season? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Shoemaker is an exciting young player. Um, he's a high pick for them, but in a short look, you can definitely tell why they they are, they took him so high. Um, there's there's a lot to like there. There's good uh, personality. There's uh, there's speed. There's the ability to hit. There's a left-handed bat playing in the infield. Um, there's there's solid defense um, and and a bright kid. So. I think he's another guy that like he's a little young once again, but like with some experience and 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 understanding the preparation side of things like his skills could take him a long way as well, too. So he's he's an exciting guy. C.J. Alexander had a really good spring, hitting some homers, showing showcasing some power. Um, Trey Harrison Wright is just a man, a real bubbly kid uh, that just likes to get after it. Very competitive, the uh, loud barrel when he makes contact. Uh, Justin Dean is a guy that that I think could surprise some people with some speed and and some athleticism and, and do some things in our lineup. Um, I mean, I could go on and on at the position player side. Uh, I think I think Kingham and Vodnik are two guys that we should keep our eyes on from the starting pitching side of things. They, they they've got some uh, arsenal that that looks really good. They got some velo and uh, they've got some attitude to go with it, which uh, I think is necessary to pitch at the upper levels. Um I could go on and on. We've got a lot of guys in here that are that are, that have got bright futures and uh, really good personality. We've got a really good clubhouse here in terms of like a brotherhood and uh, just good guys. They get along with each other um, and, and they're very coachable. I think that's the other thing that, that I really like about this group is for as skilled as these guys are, man, they're really open to advice and, and, uh, and help in certain areas. Um, and at the same time, they don't lose their confidence in what they do. So it should be a fun year. I'm looking forward to working with all of them, but uh yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of talent in this locker room for sure. Uh, last going question. Off the, going off that, coach, you just mentioned all those guys. What do you think is going to be the strength of your team early on? Maybe hard to kind of evaluate that, you know, from from the spring. You guys haven't played you no know, live ball yet, but do you like how your pitching staff is made up, or you know, the bats you have in a lineup? Is there any part of the game where you feel like okay, we should be good early on in this area? I like it all. Um, if I'm going to be honest with you, I think, I think the one thing that I'm expecting and maybe we'll get lucky and it won't happen, but with some of the youth that we have on both sides of the ball, I, I do believe there's going to be some ups and downs, um, as, as teams start to make adjustments with guys, but, uh, we've got strong pitching. We've got good position players. We've got guys that can swing the bat on any given night. If we were to put it all together, it might look like a major league ball club, um, or close to it, um, just from a skill set skill set perspective. Um, and, and on the other side too, there could be some nights where maybe their youth shows a little bit and, and, and that little bit of a lack of experience um, could, could show. But I think that's, that's our job as coaches is to identify those nights and teach those guys kind of, Hey, here's what happened. Here's how you avoid it. So um, yeah, I think, I think there'll be some ups and downs, but I really think as we get going and we st- we keep working with these guys, I, I think you'll see that, that we're, we're strong in a lot of different areas. And I don't think we need just offense or just pitching or just defense. I think I think either one of the one of those three could win a game for us on any given night. Last question for Skip. Are y'all going to go six man rotation with six like playing six game series? No, we're going to go five man rotation. You'll see you'll see five guys uh, Tuesday through Saturday. And then the guy that started Tuesday will come in Sunday. That's how we're going to start. Obviously, things can change. Um depending on injuries or guys coming back or pitches, you know, with the, with the year off, there's a lot of unknowns in terms of how built up guys are going to be. They've tried to 
uh, help us out by enlarging the roster just a little bit, giving us a few extra pitchers to cover a couple innings. Um, but as of right now, we're going to start with a five-man rotation. Uh, the guy that pitches Tuesday will will finish up Sunday, and uh, we're we're going to be using that format uh, at least for for the, probably this first month. Thanks, Skip. Okay. All right. I'll send the next guy in. Hopefully, they're here. All right. <laughs> All right. See you, fellas. Hello. All right, everybody. This is uh, Hayden Deal. He'll be the uh, starting pitcher tomorrow night on opening night. Uh, Hayden, say your name, uh, first and last name, and then uh, tell us about your expectations uh, for the season and also uh, getting a nod on opening night. Uh, my name is Hayden Deal from Newton, North Carolina, but live in Maiden. Um, wasn't really expecting to start open day, but that's a huge honor for me. Super excited. Uh, ready to get back to starting um, a five-day rotation with a year off. Super excited to see how my body handles that, even though starting in 2019, um, I got a little tired towards the end of the year, so I worked really hard that year off that we had just to make sure I can make as many starts as possible, even though some days it'll be a five-day rotation, some days it's going to be a six-day rotation with that off day on Mondays. But um, just looking to – keep the success I've had starting um, anxious to start on opening night. That's a big honor for me. I was really happy when they told me that and um, just ready to see what this year holds. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a really good year for us. Questions. Yeah. Hayden, uh, Trey Monger with uh, WLBT uh, TV station here in Jackson. Um, what has, what was this kind of accelerated spring training like for you guys? Um, a little bit different. I mean, the day normally you get there, you have a day to do your physicals and you have a day of practice. But, um, this year it was get there, do your physicals. And then right after physical, we started throwing and then day off. And then we had to throw a, uh, 20 pitch live. And then it was back to your normal routine. So I've actually made three starts through spring training, which I feel like normally it's four to five to get your pitch count build up. But, um, I think my pitch count for the first start should be around 70 pitches where some of the guys that were in big league camp are going to be upwards of like a hundred pitch limit. So it's going to take me at least these first two starts to get up there. But um, spring training flew by. That was the quickest thing I've ever done. 21 days was uh, very fast, but also it, I feel like it made it go faster just because we're so eager to play. It's been a year off. So um it could have been two months, and I feel like it would have went by just as fast just because we were so eager to get back out there. How tough was that pitching perspective just because, you know, obviously in a regular spring training, you guys are getting there, you know, months early almost, but 21 days to get ready for an opening day start. I know you said the pitch counts at 70, but, I mean, what, what was that process like? Uh, so the throwing program they gave us, uh, I mean, it was – be ready to come in and throw two innings your first start where normally you come in, throw a live BP and you have 10, 15 pitches, but uh, they threw us out there. It was a complete inning. You just got 20 pitches in an inning. And then the first start, uh, the first start was two innings and then three innings and then four. Um, so yeah, that uh, coming in quick and having to adjust to that was, uh, I mean, it, it's a lot tougher than it normally is, but I think my body answered really well to it. I stayed healthy and everything felt fine, which is what I was hoping to do just because I really don't want to be injured and can't afford to be injured just because I want to make as many starts as I can. But, um, yeah, I'd say that jumping into it and getting ready, I feel like it could – if my body wasn't ready for it, I would definitely be in the training room, definitely be hurt, which I wasn't looking forward to do. So I made sure before I left that I was ready to come down here and get up to 70 pitches. My bullpens at home before I left, I was already throwing at least like 50 to 60 simulating innings already. 
Hey, Hayden, this is uh, Joe Cook from WAPT. I I'm curious, do you remember your last start on the mound? My The last game I actually pitched in was uh, in 2019 because um, in 2020, I never even got to throw an actual game. So in 2019, it was right before we were in the Florida State League, and it was right before that hurricane hit. So it would have been uh, like August 27th of 2019. Wow. With that kind of layoff, I mean, um, how excited are you about, you know, like, so you get you get the first start, but also just being aware of the moment that, you know, you never know, you know, when the game, you know, could be shut down, you know, nothing is promised. I guess mentally, how are you just approaching uh, this moment for you personally? Uh, I mean, the nerves are already kicking in. I, I mean, I get really anxious and nervous on the mound every time I pitch anyway. So, uh the nerves already kicked in and it's not even the exact, it's not even the day I get to pitch yet. So I feel like the nerves and the adrenaline and everything's already heightened where it normally is. So I feel like that's a good thing for me because I do pitch off that. So I'm uh, super excited to get out there tomorrow and see how it goes. Hey Hayden, this is Eric Cole from Talking Chop. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this this layoff that we you kind of alluded to because you know since you weren't at the alternate site and you weren't like pitching in like scrimmage games and things like that, how were you able to kind of like keep keep in shape and like kind of what was your general workout routine with kind of basically a lost season and kind of keeping yourself in shape so you could be ready to start this season? So back at home, uh, I went to school with a guy that plays with the Orioles. His name is Hunter Harvey, and his dad, his name is Brian. He was a closer for the angels for about 10 years i've been throwing there since i was in elementary school and uh we have a set regimen where we go uh, at home it would be bullpen monday once we were about to leave it was bullpen monday uh two days off side two days off pitch uh then we were throwing at a local community college to some hitters before we left so i feel like my routine every year is about the same it was just i had to in 2020, when we got sent home, I uh, kept I tried to do more of like a season thing where all the way up until September, I would work in making those bullpens upwards of like 60 and 70 pitches, whereas they're normally like 20 just to kind of simulate the season. But um, yeah, the throw in schedule's always been about the same. And then this year, leading up to when we left for spring training, it was kind of the same thing. I wanted to get out there because I knew it was going to be a quick turnaround for the season. So those bullpens were already back up to like 50 and 60 pitches. Has the parent club given you specific instructions on what they want to see from you this season? No, sir. I'm just uh, going out there every five, every six days. Um, I know they just want me. I've done both so far since I've been with the Braves. I've been a bullpen and a starter. And uh, um. I don't exactly know what the goal is. Um, I mean, I'm just going to do whatever I'm told. If they want me to go back to the bullpen, that's perfectly fine with me. It's just I feel like as a starter, I get in my own routine, which I like doing. So if they want me to start, I'll start. If they want me to go to the bullpen, that's perfectly fine with me too. Our last question for Hayden. Do you have to uh, get a job uh, in 2020 while this layoff was going on? I sure did. I worked at a place called Point Blank Range in Morsel. It was a gun shop with an indoor gun range. So I, uh, I mean, I hated not having a season, but I did get to mess around and shoot guns all the time. So I can't really complain too much, but I did miss being a baseball player. So I'm super excited to get back here. And uh, I mean, once the season ends, I'll hopefully go back and work there just because making a little bit of money and get to do something that's fun. It's just a, it's a, Good payout for me. What was your favorite gun to shoot? Uh, we shot a – at the gun range, which is – they're not legal to own. We shot a fully automatic M240 saw, which was very fun. Aiden, appreciate the time, and uh, you can send the next guy in. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys, very much. Thanks, Aiden. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. So don't mess with him. Uh, that's your best friend right there.
What's up, Shay? How we doing? You can uh, you can't take your mask off for this. I can. Yeah. Okay. So Shay Langoliers catcher. Uh, first off, Shay, um, just expectations for the season and starting out the year in in Double A. Um, you know, uh, we got a really good group of guys here. I'm excited to start playing ball with them this year. Um, expectation wise, you know, I think we. Like I said, we got a good club. I think we're going to come out. We're going to we're going to win some games. I think we're going to play well together. And you know, if we if we keep winning, it doesn't really matter the individual stats. Forgot to say, Shay. By the way, uh, say your name for everybody, and then where you're from. <laughs> uh, Shay Langoliers, Keller, Texas. All right, questions. Hey, Shay. Uh, Trey Mongi with WLBT here in Jackson. Um, how we were just talking to a couple of uh, couple players and they're talking about how they had to go get jobs and stuff, you know, in the off season, you though were at the alternate site during that. What was that experience like for you? Um, you know, it was kind of, it was different. It was getting used to all the, you know, all these protocols and stuff like that. And, um, you know, kind of, kind of a grind playing your own guys every day, but you know, at the same day we were lucky enough to get to keep playing baseball. So, you know, very blessed for that. But at the same time, there was a good group of guys there too. And we push each other to get better every day. Were you traveling with the team during the postseason run? How did that work? Uh, no, I didn't travel with the postseason team. But uh, I heard they were. it was just like a bubble or something like that in Dallas where it was kind of like another alternate site where they were practicing and had their own, like, suite just for the, the bubble players. I guess in terms of uh, this season, what has the parent club told you that they specifically want you to work on as – I mean, I, I know it's still early in your career, but it seems like they want your ETA to be, you know, sooner rather than later. Uh, I think the big thing this year is the, the one knee down catching, um, you know, really, really getting used to that and being able to be athletic from from that position. And I think I've come, you know, a, a decent way since spring training, getting used to that with, you know, with runners on base and, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, being able to receive the ball better from that position block from that position, it's, I guess it's a, uh, it's a big deal. And um, I feel like I've come a decent way since they started telling me that's what they wanted me to do. Hey, Joe Cook from uh, WAPT. I was uh, just wondering how you kind of are approaching this season uh, from a mental standpoint, you know, being, uh, you know, a high rate prospect, do you put pressure on yourself? Do you even pay attention to like the rankings or the numbers? You know, how, how do you go about, you know, doing your due diligence and, you know, developing as a pro? Um, you know, yeah, I, I have high expectations for myself. Uh, you know, I expect myself to go out there and, you know, be successful. And but at the end of the day, this, this is baseball. It's a long season. It's a it's a mental grind. And, um, you know, back to 2019, my first, you know, real grasp of pro ball. It's just, you know, it's a big difference playing baseball every night and, you know, that mental grind and getting used to that. And, you know, you're going to have failures. You're going to have your 0 for 4 or sometimes, you know, 0 for 15s where you just have that, you know, that strand of at bats where it feels like you you couldn't hit water if you fell off a dock. So, you know, it's just it's stuff like that getting, you know, getting past that still, you know, believing in yourself. And, you know, you got a bunch of guys around you that care for you and support you and stuff like that. So, yeah, but I mean, I got uh, I'd say everybody here has high expectations for themselves and this team. And I think we have a chance to be really good. Hey, Shay, Eric Cole from Talking Chop. Uh, the last time I talked to you was right when you got to Rome, uh, when you after you got drafted. And one of the things that you mentioned that you really wanted to work on was your game calling, because that wasn't something you did necessarily by yourself in college. Yeah. Uh, now you've had this ex experience in the pro, that, uh, that little bit of experience in pro ball, and you had that time at the alternate site. How well do you think that that's gone for you in terms of your development? And what do you feel like you need to work on there? Absolutely. I feel like, you know, um, being around, as um, the coaches, the pitching coaches, the catching coaches, I think that's helped me a bunch, um, you know, getting a grasp on, you know, like I, like I said before, this, you have the scouting report, but then there's sometimes in the game you realize that they're not really going off that scouting report. So you have to be able to use that and use your eyes at the same time. And you're kind of, you know, playing ping pong, going back and forth, you know, just kind of feeling out the game. But 100% the alt site and, you know, being with, South Fasano and Darno and Alex Jackson, all those guys in spring training, you know, just bouncing ideas off them, what they think in certain situations, you know, it's, it's huge. And then you you take those experiences and, you know, talking to those guys into the game and, 
you know, you just take that next step. Kind of branching off of that question, um, with the spring training being so accelerated, how has, you know, just getting to know the pitchers on this roster been? Because, I mean, you haven't really had that much time in terms of, you know, calling the game and knowing what pitches they want in this spot or whatever. Uh, absolutely. You know, I, we had like three or four weeks, I think, to, you know, practice with this squad. And you know, every time you catch them, um, you know, it's I'd say it's more so getting to know the guys, their personalities, personalities and stuff like that. But absolutely, you know, what they like to do, what their strengths are, um, you know, righty, lefty, it just – you have to take everything in pretty quickly in that in that time like you're talking about. But, you know, I think I got a like we all got a pretty good feel for each other. And um, I think our staff's going to be pretty good. Hey, Shay, Noah Newman, WJTV Jackson. It's been over 600 days since they've played a game at Trustmark Park. <laughs> There's a lot of fans that are going to be pretty excited to be there. How excited are you to take the field and play in front of a fired up crowd? Oh, absolutely. We're uh, so excited, you know, to have fans in the stands again. And, you know, you kind of got you got a little bit of it at spring training, having some fans in the stands. But like you said, for opening night, I think it's going to be it's going to be a pretty cool experience. And, uh, you know, we're super pumped up about it. When it comes to uh, going back to just calling the games, how, how has that transition been for you? Because, I mean, you know, you're a young guy, but you kind of got to take control. Mm hmm. Um. You know, there, there's been some there's been some ups and downs. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, regardless of what pitch you call and, you know, certain situations there, the other team's going to be successful sometimes. And as long as you go into that situation with a plan and, you know, can explain what you were thinking, um, you know, I think that you're in a you're in a pretty good spot. But, uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's tough, you know, yeah, the scouting reports, uh, all this stuff, you got to think about the pitcher strengths, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, once, once you get a grasp on it and you get into a rhythm with the pitcher, it, it's, it's smooth sailing most of the time. Anything else for Shay? Uh, one thing it would be nice for you to expound on is the, the one knee down catching this year. And then also having two catchers on the on the staff and Einar Diaz and of course Wyatt Teregas. Uh, yeah. What's your thoughts on that and how how big that is for you? Oh, it's huge. You know, having two guys, um, you know, two catching guys uh, on the coaching staff here. Uh, like like I said, the a huge part of that is just you know talking through situations, um, ideas that you have, what you're thinking, all that, and that plays a huge role in like a long season, uh, 120 games. You know. You're going to have a bunch of different situations you're going to have to deal with, and there's going to be a, bu a bunch of different ways you can go about attacking different hitters. So when you have multiple angles and multiple thoughts about how to go about something, that's that's huge. And, you know, like what you were saying with the one knee down catching, it's it's uh, it's a big advantage to have two two catchers on the staff that will be able to help you out and, you know, keep working on that stuff. Appreciate it, Jay. You can uh, fire the next guy in. Appreciate awesome. Thanks, guys. Chris, was that by design to have two catchers on the coaching staff because of Shake? I didn't think of that. I think it just kind of worked out uh, organically. And the catchers make the best managers. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Braden Shoemake, right of Texas A&M. Braden, first off, say your first and last name, where you're from, and then talk about your expectations for the season. I'm Braden Shoemake. I'm from Dallas, Texas. And uh, you know, I guess expectations for the season are very similar to a lot of seasons. I mean, obviously, everybody's end goal is they want to get to the big leagues. And I think that this team won and this coaching staff is perfectly set up for everybody in this locker room to do so. I mean, like I said, our coaching staff is great. They do a good job with everybody. They tailored everybody's needs. Um, and then uh, the players. I mean, I feel like we have a really tight-knit group in here. It's a whole lot of fun. I mean, we have a good time on the field, off the field, on the golf course, wherever it is. All right, questions for Braden. Hey, Braden, Joe Cook from uh, WAPT. I'm curious, what was your first uh, impression of, uh, of, of Coach Terragas, like, you know, that first interaction, him coming in, and kind of your uh, first takeaways from the first maybe couple of sessions with him? Yeah, so I had actually had a friend, a buddy named Travis Swaggerty, who had played for him. Um, whenever he was with the Pirates. 
So when I initially heard that, I gave him a call and he told me that I, we would love him. And um, he's a great guy. He cares about you. He's going to expect you to work hard every day. Um, and he was spot on with that. I mean, the guy works hard. He, uh, he pushes you to be your absolute best every single day. Uh, I mean, he's a great human being, as you said. I mean, just he's a lot of fun to be around. He makes the locker room light. There's nothing that's just way over, over the top, whether it's in practice or he doesn't freak out when it comes to our any other kind of game situations, anything like that, that we've done in the spring. Um, very even keel guy. Like I said, he's a lot of fun to be around, and I think he makes us better. Hey, Braden, Eric Cole from Talking Chop. Uh, during the offseason, you actually gave an interview that talked a little bit about how you had put on some muscle over the offseason, and that was kind of an area that you had been working on. And one thing you noted is that it didn't seem to impact like how fast you were, you know, it wasn't affecting how you were moving and things like that. But now that you've gone through spring training and all that, do you feel like that adding that extra muscle has paid dividends for you or has it been pretty much the same? The hundred percent has been a good thing for me. Um, spring training was an absolute grind with it being two plus months this year for us guys that got to, we're lucky enough to go to big league camp and then had to stay back for minor league camp as well. It was a, it was a lot, I mean, a lot on the body, a lot on the legs. Um, but yeah, adding that extra weight definitely was was super helpful. Um, I feel a lot more fresh each and every day that we go out, which I've never felt that in the past. So um, it, it's helped me tremendously. And I'm hoping that it, I'll feel that same way as we get going through the season. Because I feel like spring training on your body was harder than the season will be. Just from waking up early, being there till get there at seven, leave at five every single day. You're trying to mix meals in in between workouts and games and that kind of thing. I think once we have a routine uh, schedule that we can stick to, it's going to be a whole lot easier to keep weight on, maybe even put a little bit more on and maintain throughout the year. Hey, Braden, Trey Monger with uh, WLBT here in Jackson. Um, you were just kind of mentioning how you were in big spring training before going to minor league spring training. So, I mean, a little different experience for you compared to some other ones. So how, what was that like basically going through, you know, regular spring training, but then basically having to start over from not necessarily a body standpoint, but just from a baseball standpoint, going to the minor league spring training and then kind of have that pace accelerated a little bit. Yeah. Our, our coordinators and coaches did a great job as far as uh, kind of keeping you in the flow of things. Cause there was about a seven, sorry, I'd say six to eight day period there where we weren't playing games and we weren't doing anything. So they would continue to get us live at bats and that kind of stuff. They actually did schedule us a couple of games so we could play the guys that were in big league camp. Just kind of stay in the swing of things so you didn't take a whole week off going into a different camp and then try to ramp it back up. So from that standpoint, I think our coaching staff and our coordinators and all of our uppers in the, our, our uppers in the minor leagues did a really well job of uh, kind of keeping us in, in things and kind of keeping us going not letting us just go sit down, sit on your butt for a week and then try to ramp it back up and then get ready for a season. Because we only had 19 days once minor league camp started, and that, that goes quick. So we had to keep going. We had to keep moving, working through little things here and there. And uh, I think they did a really good job with that. I think that helped all of us. You're one of the few guys that, you know, on this roster that was here at a point um, the last minor league season – I mean, have, has anyone been asking any questions like, you know, what, what do we do in Mississippi when we're not playing baseball yet? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't here for that long, but yeah, there's been some questions like, hey, what are we doing on our off days? We have anything to do with what's we've uh, we kind of all like to stick to playing golf. So that's probably going to be what we go to on our off days, maybe play a little golf in the morning, kind of hang out with the, whoever we whoever's out, whoever goes to place, just kind of hang out after that, not take anything. Um too hard on your body because we know you got another six game set coming up but I mean as a group we all like being around each other so I feel like that's what's going to happen the majority of the times we're all going to hang out just have a good time what's the mindset for a six game series where you, I mean that seems like that would kind of get boring and <laughs> after three four games yeah, it's going to be different um, it's gonna be different I mean I, I got to experience the five game sets at the end of uh, 2019. So that was, that was something new. Um, but a six game set's definitely going to be, I mean, there's a lot of unknown. You're not really sure what the end of the week's going to look like as far as your bullpen, the other team's bullpen. Um, you don't know if they're going to run a five man rotation, six man rotation. You don't know if you're going to see the same guy twice or not. So there's a lot of unknowns, but, um, 
I mean, I think I think it'll be I think it'll be good. I think it'll be fun. Um, I mean, we play the same teams thirty so some teams thirty times this year. So whether we see them six games in a row or we see them three here or there, it's I think it really doesn't matter from that standpoint. Uh, we're gonna face all the same guys the same amount of times. So um, I'm interested to see how it works, see how it feels, see kind of what it's like when, once you come to game five, game six. But um, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be okay. Anything else for Braden? All right, you may appreciate the time and uh, you can send the next guy in if he's ready. Perfect, thanks Chris. We got two more players left. Theoretically. Trey is not here yet, so you're going to get me. <laughs> All right. Matt Withrow. Matt Withrow. And where are you from, Matt? I'm from Odessa, Texas. All right. First off, your expectations for the season, and you've been through a lot these past four years. What's it like to be back? Then I'll start the question. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad to be back. I mean, uh, battled a lot of injuries the past four years, and then we had COVID, and uh, I'm just glad to play baseball again. I'm looking to be healthy and uh, hopefully uh, just be a good team atmosphere here and we can uh, have a full season. All right, Trey, how, how you doing? Just uh, Joe Cook from WAPT. I'm, I'm curious – did the year off help or hurt you in any way in terms of just like developing? I mean, what, what was that time off like? Did it come at a maybe good time in your life personally or just as a pro? It's like, okay, I have some time to reset, time to, time to really work on some things or get healthier. Thanks for the question, Joe. Um, I think for me, honestly, it was great. I had a son um, like November of two years ago. And so we went into spring training. He was three months old, and I basically had to spend the whole time with him. Um, so it was kind of a really, really nice timing in a way. Um, but also, it kind of gave me some time to really let my body get really healthy and get in good shape. So um, kind of some pluses and some minuses because you want to keep playing. Um, but it was nice to be a full-time dad for a little bit. I met uh, Trey Mongru with WLBT here in Jackson. Um, kind of branching off of that, how, I guess, was it kind of relieving? Because I know, like, you know, you battle injuries and it's always like that race against the clock to get back because you don't want to waste any time. But then with, you know, the shutdown, everybody else was, you know, not doing anything either. So was that, that kind of feel relieving a little bit knowing that, you know, you're not losing any time, you know, recovering? Um. I mean, in a way, it's you're still getting older. And so it's a it's a ticking clock, no matter if you're playing or not. Um, age is a is a thing you're fighting constantly. I mean, the game gets younger every year. And um, so as you get older, even if you're not playing or you're playing, um, if you're not moving up, it's uh, it's kind of a negative in a way. So, I mean, yeah, it was good that everybody was evil, even playing field in a way. But um there's also those draft guys that came in and they're still young. So it's like the guy we face, I think, opening night. Um, he's this is his first pro outing straight out of college. So um, that's that's pretty interesting. Hey, Matt, Eric Cole from Talking Chop. It's been a long time since we've chatted. Uh, How are you doing, Eric? 
I'm doing well, man. I'm happy. Congratulations on your, on your new kid, by the way. Well, I guess not new anymore. It's been a, it's been a little bit since then. Uh, But also I just want to talk a little bit about kind of how you're feeling physically going into this season and also kind of what are your expectations for this season? Because again, you mentioned that, you know, father time is undefeated and, you know, with your injuries, you don't have, you know, no, no one can just hang around in one level forever. So kind of what's your expectations for yourself and what do you think you're going to be kind of, what are your goals are for the season? Thanks for the question. Um, I mean, obviously just health. I mean, I, that's something I battled throughout and I think I'm healthy right now. And so if I can stay healthy and just consistently, um, do, do my job, I think I can, uh, be a asset to the Braves. And, um, I believe that, um, in the past I've been able to have good success and I think if I can get back on that track, um, I look forward to um, having an opportunity. Does it hey, feel good oh, go ahead. To, no, sorry. Does it feel good to, you know, be starting out in Mississippi, having been here in 2017, but then going back down to A? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, um, it's good to be back here. There were certain times in my career I didn't know if I would ever get back here just because it was an uphill climb over and over, it seemed like. But um, definitely not the end goal, but it's a good place to start. Oh, oh, I keep getting cut off. Uh, Noah Newman, WJTV Jackson. Uh, um, first time you were here, what do you remember from that? And just what's been like the what, what's the what have the challenges been like getting through the um, the shoulder injury and and being back here now? I mean, we had a heck of a team um, in 2017. We had an unbelievable starting rotation that year. We had uh, Soroka and Freed and Allard and. Patrick Weigel and I, we were all in the starting rotation and our bullpen was really good. And so um, it was a lot of fun on that, on that team because we would go out there and it seemed like we had a great first couple months. And then um, I think, I think Freed got called up right after that, but um, this year it's going to be interesting. It's a whole different group of guys. Um, and I think we're really going to be solid. Um, seems like we got some really good bats this year. So that's always exciting. As a, as a pitcher, you get some run support, makes the games a lot of fun. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think the teams are both good. It seems like you get to double A. Everybody's team's pretty solid. Um, so I'm just hoping we can win some games and uh, have some fun. Do you see yourself as a starter going forward? Because, like, in the last couple, especially in 2019, you had some starts and also some games out of the bullpen. Do you kind of see yourself starting going forward, or are you going to be in the bullpen more, or is there a plan I think, for that? Yeah, I think I'll primarily be out of the bullpen um, from what I've heard. Um, I mean, I think I can still start. I mean, I built up to three innings, so um, if the opportunity is there, I can definitely do a spot start and possibly get in the rotation that way. But as of right now, I think I'm a long relief type role. Yeah, I was curious, what was your thoughts on uh, the accelerated spring training? Did you like it? Did you not like it? I guess, how did you, you know, adjust to that as you, you know, gearing up to play? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. It was quick. Um, spring training seems long, um, but this one was really short. So it was kind of nice in a lot of ways, um, but it was a lot really quick. And I think um, it went faster than everybody expected. Um, so we kind of have had some bullpens and live BPs as we got here and just kind of making sure everybody's really ready to start the season off. Minor league baseball is kind of like that weird thing where obviously it's a team game, but you know, with the whole, you know, looking for promotion, everyone's got their personal goals, I think ahead of the team goals. What's it like for you being kind of like the veteran on this team with, with a lot of young guys who, you know, have a lot of high prospects, but I mean, so how do you help them with that? But also, you know, make sure that, you know, you're looking to, you know, obviously move on the track up to the show. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a thing that you just gotta be, it's a, it's a, it is a selfish game. And um, I've kind of learned over the years that you can't be a selfish player. Um, Every guy that gets called up, I mean, it's, it's a great thing. It's a guy that you know. It's a guy that you're a friend with. And you got to be as proud of when they go up there as if you do. And so um, 
there's, there's both sides of that card. You see the other guys that are the other way. And I try never to be like that. I mean, if one of my friends goes up there, it's just like, if I went, that's how I feel. And, um, so I'm going to be a guy that if somebody's doing better than me and they're younger than me, it doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, if, if they get to play in the big leagues, it's a heck, a heck of a deal for everybody involved. And kind of dovetailing off of that, you know, being a veteran, I was, I'm, I'm actually curious, you know, you have that aspect of it, but then everyone's competitive and everyone wants to win games. I know Braves haven't been to the postseason in the last couple of years. Is that something that you guys even talk about? Like, hey, if we, you know, I have this goal of making the postseason, then that means everyone has to be playing well. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You want to make the postseason, you want to win. I mean, that's obviously the goal every time you go out on the field. And so um, you got to have that mentality. Um, going out there, trying to win, whether that's for the Mississippi Braves, the Gwinnett Braves, or the Atlanta Braves, you're trying to win. And if you can contribute to a team and win games, there's going to be a place for you to play. Anything else for Matt? Matt, appreciate the time. And uh... – no one else is left. I guess that'll do it unless you think you can find Awesome. Them. Thank you all very much. I really appreciate you all having me. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thanks. See thanks, you, Matt. Chris. Thanks, Matt. We'll wait just a second just to see if uh, Trey's around. If you don't know, this is uh, totally virtual. I'm in my office <laughs> in the other part of the stadium, and they're in the other, other side of the stadium, so – Worked out okay so far. Oh, Chris, is just by chance, like if there's like a crazy walk-off or something, are all, is all the post-game going to be virtual this year too? Yeah, yeah. One of the beauties about, about this is, you know, hopefully I'm going to have a dedicated computer down there and we can, we can arrange something like that. So we don't really plan on it every day, but um, it's, it's certainly very, very feasible. Any other logistics questions? Um, everybody should have our roster. And uh oh, we, we're not oh, done yet. Christ, everybody looks tired. <laughs> it's just beginning, Trey. Oh, something uh, like that. First off, <laughs> say your first and last name, where you're from, and then expectations on the 2021 season. Oh, Lord. Um, Trey Harris from uh, Powder Springs, Georgia. And expectations uh, for the team. I want to win the league. I want to have the best record ever put here because I think we have some of the best players in the org. There's no reason why we shouldn't win all the time. And then individually, I want to hit 350 with 15. Hey, Trey, this is uh, Trey Monger with WLBT in Jackson. Um, you had a pretty successful time with, you know, in the minors before last year. How tough was it to kind of put that on hold with COVID? Uh, it was definitely frustrating because, you know, I had some momentum going into it, was playing well. Um, but to me, it's kind of like a wash. Everyone had a chance to get better. And now I feel like it's a test to see who decided to take this time to get better and didn't just waste it. You know, you actually took time to study the little things, do the little things. So uh, for me, it was a year gained mentally. So it was cool. It was all right. It wasn't easy, but it was cool. And Trey Joe Cook, WAPT, how do you uh, go about, you know, handling, you know, emotions that being out for a year and now, you know, game day is tomorrow. So you can you know, focus on those little things that you think you improved upon. Uh, it's helped that we've been practicing since February 15th. So at this point, I'm just happy to do anything in a different place. So, And it's only really our second day of full practice. So I'm still excited to be in the stadium and stuff. So that makes it real easy. But no, nah, this has been on my mind for a while. I mean, tomorrow it's going to be crazy. Um, I'm really, really excited. Um, I don't even really know what it's going to feel like. Uh, the national anthem is probably going to be dope. Who would ever thought? I'd be looking forward to to the national anthem, but uh, it's nice. I'm uh, really, really excited to have people watch us play, people see our do do our thing. Trey Noah Newman, WJTV here in Jackson. 
Did, you said you're from Georgia. Did you grow up a Braves fan? Yeah, yeah, I did. I grew up like 30 minutes from the city, and I actually live like maybe 15, 20 now. So, yeah, the Braves were my, my team, even though they couldn't really hit back then, for real. So what's it, <laughs> so what's it like when you, when you walk in that park and you see some, uh, some of the Braves legends, current great players on the wall, and now, boom, here you are? Um, it's it's trippy. Um, honestly, you never really thought I'd have an A on my chest, but it's, it's dope. But I think I trip out more when I see, like, Freed and them up on the side of the building because, like, I actually know them. You know, sometimes, like, Fred and McGriff and all those big dogs, they're, like, you know, legends, you know, people you don't really expect to meet. But I saw Max and all them for six weeks, you know. I feel like I can say they're my friends now, and it's, it's crazy to see them up, you know, when they were Mississippi Braves looking all young and whatnot. As the uh... – Parent club giving you any specific instructions for this season in terms of like what they want to see from you to, you know, move on up? Um, I believe, you know, just from what I've been hearing, just to play good defense. They're really big on positioning. We have cards and we're now it's about the little things. Do you play hard every day? Do you stay healthy? Do you keep the same energy? I think at this point, um, I mean, I guess I could just be cocky. I can hit at this point. So they're not really too worried about that. But now it's just about me being a man, being a professional every day. Uh, doing the little things, making sure my early work don't stop because I went four for four. And, and and if I'm pressing, if I go 0 for four. So I think they're just honestly looking for me to be a leader and, uh, and and do my thing. Is it one of those things where you approach this season where you're like, no, I hope I'm at at least in Gwinnett by the second half or when the rosters expand in uh, late this season? Oh, for sure. Um <clears throat> I would say I just talked to my dad about all this. I just want to put pressure on him. I want anything, any shake to happen, the first name they think of is me. Um, and that's all I can control. And that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to do whatever I can and just keep applying pressure and keep hearing about me, keep, you know, doing my thing. Hey, Trey, Eric Cole from Talking Chop. Uh, I really appreciate the, the firm and hard prediction on how many home runs and your average for this year. So I have a question. What number is going to be bigger at the end of the year? The number of extra base hits you have or the number of stolen bases Justin Dean has? <laughs> you know what? That is that you just gave me a great idea. That is we've been trying to find a way to like battle each other out. And that's the way. And of course, it's going to be mine because I don't lose. So we're going to figure it out. But he's something <clears throat> he's something crazy. Uh, when I was in Rome, I only got to see a little bit of it. And I think he started turning it on once I, I kind of left. And uh, to see it in person, like how he gets bad jumps and he's still safe by a lot. I actually saw him jogging at one point. He peeked in and saw that the play might be close, so he started running hard. So it's crazy that he can just be safe whenever he wants to. But uh, I'll put some pressure on him somehow. But, yeah, that's a good little competition. I can't wait to tell him about that one. Hey, we'll keep up with it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got you. Hey, Trey, you I, I, uh, I wanted to ask you, what was your first impressions of uh, Coach Terregas, you know, new coach coming in, young guy, guys play the game? at the highest level, of course, in the minors. What did you like about him? What was those first kind of, you know, first sessions with him? I think, uh, I guess the best way to put it is that, it, like, the most fun, intense guy ever. Somehow, when he's talking to me, I feel like he's, like, he's so passionate. It's almost like when he's, you know, telling me to change something, it's like he's yelling, but he's chilling. And then right after, he'll be joking about something. So it's a lot of fun. We, we get our work in. We do what we got to do. We're going to be disciplined. Uh, even in the signs meeting yesterday, it's very thorough. We're going we gonna to be about our business, but at the same time, we were laughing and joking the whole time. So it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's intense. You talked about, you know, giving the team reason, like wanting to put pressure on the team to call up. Do you, though, kind of feel the pressure as well? Because obviously in the show, you know, right field's going to be occupied for, you know, 10, 15 years with Acuna. So then there's kind of like, only two spots out there. So I, what's the mindset like that? Cause I mean, I know you played with Christian and you know, you, there's Drew's kind of knocking at that door as well. I guess what's your mindset with all that? I really think of it as like, if the Braves don't want me as a big leaguer, somebody will. And that's kind of how you got to look at it as a player. And then for me personally, if I just worry about, you know, hyping up the boys, showing up good energy, my stuff will work out like it should. Uh, I've learned the hard way that, you know, if you kind of worry about everything going on and try to play GM here, it won't ever work. We have too many moving parts, uh, too much money around here to, to be trying to play GM. So I really just focus on me. And uh, there's scouts in the stands every day. So for team call and I'm ready to go, everybody knows what's up. So it is what it is.
Anything else for Trey? You ever try getting some confidence? <laughs> I, I uh, my pops don't let anybody come around and be uh, soft. So if I don't speak like this and you hear it in the interview, I'd rather be in trouble with y'all and everybody else than him. So we good. <laughs> Trey, you, you kind of talked about a couple couple of things, but I think for these guys, they'd be you know interested to know about you guys and how y'all meshed in the the twenty one day spring training and what kind of outcomes that y'all had and just how this group seemed to mesh together so quickly. I mean, it was just like electric right away. Like, I don't know if it's our group or who we have. We have a mixture of big time guys, role players who've turned into prospects, guys who are still hungry as ever. It's just like a great mix, but I'll say on the offensive side, it's, it's absurd. I expect to score. If we have games where we don't score at least four, then we messed up. Um, there were times in the spring where it seemed like we looked like we couldn't get a hit at all for five innings. And then just two players will have, like, at the beginning of camp, it was Shea and Shoe. We didn't need nobody else because we had Shea and Shoe. We scored four or five runs just because if they were up, we were going to get the job done. Um, lately, it's been CJ. He has three, four home runs in the last two games we played. So it's really anybody can do anything on the field. JD can get a single, still second, still third. Somebody will hit him in. We have so many players that can create runs, create energy just by themselves. It has been fun. I'll tell you about one game. I love this game when I describe our team. Waters is playing for us, so we'll take him out of the team. Waters leads off the game with a home run. Shoemaker hits the line drive right to first that he dove for. I hit a ball up the middle. Another guy pulled a ball in the hole. Shea hit a home run. We had to roll that inning. They only got one out. We got four runs. Next inning, uh, CJ hits a ball up the middle. Janista hits a home run. We had to roll that in. And now we're up 6-0. They only got like three outs. So, like, that's how it is. And the energy, people are going to hate playing us because we just have fun. We joking. We laughing. We do everything. So, I'm telling y'all, it's going to be fun. We're all just jumping at the bit to kind of get together as nine every day because still we all haven't even played together for more than two or three games. But every time we do, we do our thing. Any last questions for Trey? Yeah, real quick. I, I mean, I know this is kind of, you know, the name of the game for minor league baseball, but um, I mean, you guys got into Mississippi, what, like two, three days ago? Yeah. Yeah. And now you are um, playing game tomorrow. So, I mean, what's that transition been like? <laughs> uh, Christ, you put me on the spot. Um, it's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's been tough to be real. All of us have had to find living within those three days for five months. And uh, y'all live around here, so it's not too easy. Um, so we've all had to, you know, find living and all that. And that's been – it's been good. That's the only thing we've really been having to worry about. Hotel's been good. The fo food is amazing. We had barbecue the other day. Um, we – I mean, everything has been good. Now that everyone's finding living, it's all going to roll. But, you know, the first couple of days were a little uh, different because it all happened so fast. They send you on your way. And then before you know it, you're in the middle of Mississippi and you just came from sunny Florida. And it's been raining the last three days. Can't golf, do nothing. But it's honestly ain't even been that bad because we all just play video games all day. But it's been a little rocky road, a little transition, but it's been all right. Who's the best Madden player? Shoot, I'm probably the best Madden player. But what these dudes be on is Call of Duty all day, every day, every chance they get. Like, it's absurd. If we not winning on the field, we definitely winning in Call of Duty. I'll tell you all that. Hey, Trey, it's good to have you back in the set, man. Yes, I was just about to say, what's up, Pete? How you doing, Daddy? <laughs> good to see you, man. I, I, I just jumped back on, man. Can have good a good squad. Yeah, I'm excited to see you and uh, see everybody come to the field. No, it's nice to be back. All right. Appreciate it, Trey. Sorry for blowing you up earlier today, and uh, see you soon. It's all love. I ain't doing nothing. Appreciate y'all. See you, Trey. All right, uh, it's three minutes after five, so uh, made it pretty good. Any any final thoughts, Pete? You're back on. Any final thoughts as far as uh, getting ready for uh, for tomorrow? No, I just want to say we're as excited as the players to uh, welcome the team back on the field, and uh, really appreciate everybody that's uh, joined the call today. You guys have been phenomenal, not just here in the last couple of weeks, but throughout the uh, 
uh, lost season to the pandemic. You guys were always willing to come out here and uh, um, talk to us and let the uh, public know what was going on firsthand. So very, very uh, uh, much looking forward to uh, having the story be back on the field and uh, appreciate the coverage. And we'll have a really fun first homestand and a great 60 game. So uh, let me or Chris know anytime you need anything, any type of access. And uh, um, again, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Pete. Um, like I said, you know, shoot me a message. I've talked to, I think, most of you about some stuff for the next few days. Um, you know, weather-wise, we're playing until we're not. Um, that's that's our focus. So, but if uh, if you need anything, give me a shout, and uh, hope you guys got some some good content from those guys. As you can tell, it's a fun team, and you know, there's going to be a lot of stories. Hopefully, as the season goes on. You know, we've been given the idea that possibly some of the um, some of the restrictions could uh, loosen a bit, but you know we're going at it like we have it now, and we'll make it work and make it great. So, uh, guys, appreciate it, and uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, appreciate you. Thanks, and I'll Pete. chop I'll chop this up and shoot it out asap. Great, great. And then, Chris, we can pick up like Craig's and stuff, just Craig's and stuff tomorrow at the. Yes, I've got them right beside me in my office, but I'll take them over to uh, the box office in the morning. Okay, cool. See you guys. All right, thanks.